always do the homework. And when that homework is difficult to get, to take it as a sign that there might be something that is not apparent to the eye and to really keep going. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. And this is also the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. With us today, we've got someone who's been in real estate since 2001. How you doing? Gabrielle Doms. Doing great, Joe. And best ever listeners, I hope you're doing as well. All right. Well, I am channeling them right now and they're thinking, well, I am doing well and I'm excited to listen to this interview and, <laughs> and a little bit about Gabrielle, just to give some context. She is a real estate broker at Premier Properties. She came into real estate from marketing background. She's had a real estate license since 2001 and her broker's license since 2013. She also has invested in property. She got her first place in 2009, and she's based in San Francisco, California. With that being said, do you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Well, my background is that I apprenticed myself when I first got into real estate because I realized having a real estate license did not make me an expert or a realtor per se. So that's what I did initially, and then I stepped in. It's been wonderful, and I love serving people, especially when it comes to getting them what they would like and helping them in both the buying and selling process and or, of course, or both, and make them feel as comfortable as possible throughout that process. So it is a matter of being prepared and educated in order to create peace of mind and to feel secure in that entire process, whether it's buying or selling real estate. And you bought your first place as an investment property in 2009. What was it? It was a single family home in Michigan, which I would never do again. I've had some, some amazing lessons. <laughs> yeah. And we'll only go into that if you ask me more questions about it. How's that? I think I will ask you more questions about that because I think we can always learn from others' mistakes and our own. I can tell you my fourth house that I bought was an absolute mistake. I have since sold it. I bought it for thirty-five. thought it would cost 5000 to get things repaired, cost like $15,000. 
thought I would increase rents $150. They decreased $5 after I put that money into it, and I since sold it off because it wasn't even in a good area. Learned a lot of lessons there. So let's talk about this Michigan property. You're in California. You bought a place in Michigan. How did you come across the deal, and what would you do differently? It's a long story. I'm going to give you the very abbreviated version, okay? So if you have additional questions, because I'm probably not giving you all the details, let me know. <laughs> so basically, this was a company based out of Campbell, California, and these people specialized in helping folks like myself or any investor to invest through self-directed IRAs, which is a passion of mine. So they appeared to understand what that was about. And about a decade ago, I had a friend who worked for them and she constantly told me about them, etc. But at the time, something didn't sound right about it and I didn't do it. So then in 2009, they sort of came across my radar again. And then I was ready to do something with some money that I had sitting in my self-directed IRA. And I thought of them because I thought, okay, well, this could be very interesting and very good. What they were promising were single family homes that they had purchased and rehabbed and then rented out. That was the premise of this. I asked them for information. The information was very difficult to get from them, which should have been a red flag to me at the time, especially because I do all that for my clients. And if anything like that is not forthcoming, I usually dig far deeper. But in this case, I think I was just gullible and ready to move forward. And I invested this money. Well, lo and behold, nothing ever came of this. It was a Ponzi scheme that had been running over like 15 years. And by the way, those two guys who ran that company are currently serving time. <laughs> so the thing was that the property, they did a simultaneous close, it appeared. And essentially, it was a total fixer. They had done absolutely no work. The previous owner was still living there. The home was in a horrible, horrible neighborhood, but it was close enough to a good neighborhood where you wouldn't have known unless you actually showed up there and saw the street. So all of that being said, I lost my entire investment and had to write this thing off. There was no way to rehab it. Taxes hadn't been paid forever. But because of the system in Michigan, which is very convoluted and things are not recorded well and uh, so forth, a lot of investment schemes I've since found out happen in the state of Michigan. I basically had to completely write it off. I was very fortunate because it was a, a liability in my portfolio at the end of the day and i lost a few nights of sleep over it and eventually i found a gentleman who is in michigan really an amazing person and i quit claimed the property to him he paid me one dollar and i said goodbye to a huge headache and that's the short of it i can imagine there are many chapters in between the beginning and the end that you just gave us Oh, yes. Besides the digging deeper part, if info is tough to get at the beginning, what else would you do differently? One of the things I didn't do, I went on trust, essentially. Not a good idea. And the reason I went on trust was that I was hungry. 
if you know what I'm saying. So I kind of went, all right, well, I've heard of this company before. I looked at some of their reviews. They appear to be good. I looked at a number of other things because again, I'm in real estate, so I know how to run the numbers and where to look, etc. But because of the state of Michigan being a very difficult place to invest in or to get information from because their records aren't updated well overall and several other things that happened, it was extraordinarily difficult to get information. If it turned out, I would have had to dig about 10 levels deep before any super red flag would have shown up. So I didn't dig that far. I went several levels deep, but not 10. So the lesson from this for me is to always do the homework. And when that homework is difficult to get, to take it as a sign that there might be something that is not apparent to the eye and to really keep going. That's fascinating. That is quite the lesson <laughs> learned. And I applaud you and grateful for you sharing that with us because that's something that certainly can benefit others as well wouldn't you agree oh yes it's true in my profession whether a person is a seller of a property or a buyer of a property or an investor the process is very similar there are some differences of course but the overall process is very similar and even sophisticated, experienced investors, buyers and sellers still have to do their homework. It's basically taking the approach of a long-term outlook and mindset, if that makes any sense to you. Absolutely, it certainly does. So the way I usually explain it is, my abbreviated version of this is take informed action. Because I can take action but just to take action makes no sense. It has to be informed and it, it really needs to be something that shows persistence and focus and an analytical mindset combined with reading between the lines. Based on your experience, not only with this one investment, but then also just as a real estate broker, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors? Well, I think I just gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention to what's in front of you. And I would also say that sometimes we tend to believe that we're the experts. And when other people show up as experts, we tend to believe them. That's wonderful. Nothing wrong with human nature in that regard. And yet, I will say, it still is important, no matter if you're my closest friend, still do the homework <laughs> and evaluate what's in front of you. Oh, there's another lesson I learned. I'm just going to tell it yeah, to you if please. you're okay with it. Please. That lesson is, this is particularly true in California because we're a high value real estate state as compared to Ohio, to the Midwest, etc. So what happens to Californians often or people who are in a high value market is that they want to invest, they're looking for opportunities. Most of those opportunities are outside of California because again, California is high value overall in terms of real estate. So what happens is 
there are lots of folks out there who now have have figured that out and they're offering homes in Pennsylvania and Michigan and Ohio, etc. for prices that look very low to a Californian. So what happens next is that, let's say it's me, I look at that and I go, it's only $79,000. How wonderful. And it makes a rent of $850 a month, right? Mm -hmm. That is a pitfall. And the reason is that essentially, until I do the homework, I don't know whether that value is a real or how that compares in that marketplace that this home is sitting in, which neighborhood it's in. I don't know the dynamics of that market. I know nothing about it until I start evaluating the property and the marketplace it's in. This is such good information because you're speaking from a point of experience. You're not just talking hypotheticals. I mean, you are in California. You have had a problem with one investment and you've learned from it. Now you're applying those learnings for future things. And just as importantly, you're sharing it with the best ever listeners and myself so that we can attempt to avoid some of these things as well. So again, thank you for that. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh, sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you a real estate investor and you're trying to do it all yourself? Then you got to stop the insanity, my friend and go hire virtually. Virtual Office VA is a US-based and trained real estate virtual assistant company. They can free up your time. You can go to their website, learn what they're all about, and go sign up for a virtual assistant. Go to virtualofficeva.com. That's virtualofficeva.com. What's the best ever book you've read? You know it has nothing to do with real estate. Is that okay? That's okay. <laughs> All right. I'm a voracious reader. I love good writing. So it's Eudora Welty's One Writer's Beginning. It's a very short book and it's about confluence. One Writer's Begin is the name of the book? One Writer's Beginnings. This is about her. Eudora Welty was a, a Southern writer. She's no longer alive. She's actually famous. And uh, her writing is just beautiful. And she's talking about her very protected childhood in the South, growing up there in the early 1900s, and how a protected life allowed her to become who she was, and how all forces come together no matter what the life is, whether it's protected or full of difficulties. We all have a certain way where there's confluence coming our way. All the rivers flow together. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That makes sense. Thank, <laughs> thank, thank you for sharing that, especially given your appetite for reading. That means a lot to get advice from someone who reads a whole bunch of books. What is the thank best ever way you like to give back? There are lots of different ways. I generally prefer giving my time and my skills over giving money. I do different things, depends on what I have time for usually, because I have a very busy professional life and I also have a personal life. So the last thing I've done was teaching a child to read through a program called Reading Partners. It is a wonderful program. 
and I highly recommend doing something like that because I learned so much about the child, about reading more. I share my love of reading in that particular program, but I also plant trees. I'm involved with a dance organization that is basically a nonprofit for the arts here in San Francisco and is vibrant and I love it. So those are the things I do. What's the best ever deal you've done, whether it's an investment or maybe a, a business deal or however you want to interpret that? The best ever deal relates more to a deal I did with a client it was a TIC deal. Do you know what TIC is? Tenants in common, tick? Yes, you got it. I just want to make sure. I don't want to assume anything. In case anyone's not familiar, can you just very briefly describe what that is? Okay, so tenancy in common is a percentage ownership of a building. And in San Francisco, it's very popular because, let's say, there are apartment buildings up to a certain number of units that you may or may not be able to condoize. So initially, it's obviously when a person does a TIC building, puts that on the market as TICs, generally they get more money by selling the individual units and selling the whole building as one building. So that's why it's popular here, especially because you probably are aware that we have a huge affordability crisis in housing. And also that crisis is related to having too little inventory. So anyway, that's that's about TICs in a nutshell. Okay. And what about this deal? Can you give us some details? So this deal was in Knob Hill in San Francisco was a really sweet, beautiful, beautiful place in a three-unit building, and the building had been sold STICs, and now they were in the process of condization. And this process is complex because it deals with the city government, with all their rules and regulations, inspections, various other things. And so the deal was complex because of that, especially also dealing it from the vantage point of the loan that needed to happen on this thing. And the best ever deal for that was because it created immediate high equity appreciation once this whole thing was done. So I hope that makes sense. It does make sense. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Well, you could go on LinkedIn if you like. Just look up my name, Gabrielle Doms. You could also send me an email at sfrealestateinc at gmail.com or you can call me at 415-200-7202. Gabrielle, this has been a very valuable conversation. Thank you for talking about your experiences, both good and bad, and lessons learned. One with the lesson learned with the Ponzi scheme, investing out of state, not having the reverse sticker shock when you go to a car dealership or something, you might have sticker shop because it's expensive. But in your case, it's the reverse where it's so darn cheap relative to California prices. Make sure that we look at the details and not just have a mentality of, oh my gosh, I could scoop that up for a little bit of money and let me buy 10 of them because there's more to it than that. And really trust but verify. I think that's what it boils down to. You said pay attention to what's in front of you. And if the details aren't coming in as you'd like them to, then go 10 levels deeper if you're going to be putting your time and your money towards something. So thanks so much for being on the show. Really grateful we connected. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon.
Well, I wish you the same, Joe, and I really enjoyed this. Thanks so much, and thank you for, to the best ever listeners as well. Are you a real estate investor and you're trying to do it all yourself? Then you got to stop the insanity, my friend, and go hire virtually. Virtual Office VA is a U.S.-based and trained real estate virtual assistant company. They can free up your time. You can go to their website, learn what they're all about, and go sign up for a virtual assistant. Go to virtualofficeva.com. That's virtualofficeva.com.